This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting betterhelp.com slash yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash yanks. Hello and welcome to the first player profile and projection of the 2021 season. We are fired up. This will be our fourth year doing mini episodes, one episode a day, every day until opening day. My name's Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. Exciting times, Jake. This is the fourth year we've done PPPs. The first year I was visiting you in Dallas, we weren't even a full-time job. We didn't have anything. We were in a... Denver. Denver. I always say Dallas. One of the D cities. We were sitting in a little, uh, like a cubby office space that you're... Apartment building. It was building nice. Out. It was nice, but yeah. we we ate sandwiches and recorded for ten yes, hours. So we stunk it. Oh, that is a smaller room. I thought we were in the other room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's small. Yeah, we were sandwiching, and we were like, oh, we shouldn't just ate those big sandwiches in here. And we were drunk or hung over a little bit. Yeah. but it was fun. It was an it's idea good. that you had. Like, hey, we got ten hours what before. Ideas. Oh, because I went to that was when I came out. Greg Bird to because Greg Bird invited Greg Bird invited us to go to uh, his. Um, uh, bullpen session, batting practice, whatever. His bullpen. Cage. So anyway, what I was trying to say was, yeah. this was just a little idea that you had. Big idea. That we rolled with. And now we did it for 2018. We did it for 2019. We did it for 2020. Here we are doing it for 2021. Some other shows in Yankees world do this now. Yeah. Um, And we're very excited that this is the first time we get to do it sitting in the same room. Look at that. Second time in the same room, not a sandwich fart room. With a producer, BBD's yeah. here, but like real, like it's for, all the way through. Well, I mean, last year we did a couple in the streets of Tampa, in the parking lot. In the parking lot, freezing. Was freezing. Marlon, the translator, came and laughed at us. Marlon, <laughs> God, <laughs> you're making me miss. I know, uh, I know, training. I know. Everyone was driving around the parking lot, like, "What are you guys doing?" <laughs> yeah. Meredith Popeye it's in like, the you, woods. You guys are pretty. You guys are dumb. <laughs> it's not an act, huh? Anyway, uh, the order is random. Uh, BBD, it's not random. BBD made it random on purpose because we want to sprinkle the fun guys, sprinkle the bullpen guys, sprinkle it here. Also, we take into account, we like to do everything in chronological order because we're a cron pod. And if you just are like, hey, let's do all the bullpen guys in one session, it's like Luizaga, Sessa, King all together. It's like this is the same combo 20 times in a row. Bullpen week would be a tough week. I'm glad we never crossed that bridge. But, yeah, we we like to kick it off with a bang. We like to finish with a bang. I can't give you guys the whole recipe. You know who has the whole recipe? Who's that? I believe the patrons. Uh, not for PPPs yet. I mean, we can might. do that. Okay. There's a private. There's a private Twitter account and a private Instagram account that only patrons get to follow, and they get a lot of hints and sneak peeks mm. and looks at behind the scenes stuff. So I, I believe they will have it before anyone else. And if a patron shares it with the outside world, they get um, 
erased. Death. We, uh, Jim, we're going to need a lot more patrons if we want to sign someone to the contract that DJ LeMahieu signed. Okay. Can you tell us what it is? Because there was a chance he was not going to be back on the Yanks, Jake. Man, we did this conversation so many times, and it landed so many different ways. Uh, and it finally lands at something that I feel like we got closer towards it and we started hoping for. The longer years, it's a six-year contract. Nobody expected that. We were kind of between four and five was the number we kept seeing, and it also made sense with his age. So when it came out, it was a six-year. It was holy smokes, uh, $90 million. But at the same time, there was a lot of people in Yankee land that were preparing for a four-year $90 million. So we get the smaller AAV out of LeMahieu, he will be a Yankee. And if he can build upon what he's done these past two years in Yankee land, it's it's truly bonkers. And we can actually say, like, I remember us taking voicemails and being like, I think this guy's the next Paul O'Neill. And it was like three months to him on the team. And we're like, well, don't know if he'll be here next year. <laughs> and let's see it for a year. He kind of is. And two years ago, we did the PPP on DJ, and you said you could see him winning over the fan base really quickly. And I was like, well, I don't know, because he might only be here two years. He might not put up the power numbers. We have a lot of homegrown guys. Wrong. You were right. I mean, he won. I mean, just consistently, consistency, his demeanor on the field, he's kind of everything you want in a player. Off the field, would you like a little more spunk? A little more talkative? Not for his guy. You need a guy like this as well. So you like it. Now, we had one listener on a voicemail episode a while ago say that they were away uh, for the military and they had no idea what happened. So if he's listening, I'm so excited to tell him that in the shortened season last year, DJ LeMahieu led the league in batting average. He led the league in on-base percentage. He led the league in OPS, which is is slugging and on-base percentage combined. And he led the league in OPS+. plus which uh, is against everyone else, just percentage-based. He slashed 364 batting average, 421 on base percentage, 590 slugging, 1.011 OPS. He had a 177 OPS plus, which means he was 77% better than the average baseball player, which, again, led the league. Yeah. So he was the best in OPS plus. Back to back top five in the MVP voting. He and Jim, I I extrapolated it a little more. Let me extrapolate that. His last three years in Colorado leading up to the Yankees, he was also very good. If you combine his Colorado final three years in Colorado, so twenty sixteen to twenty twenty. So if someone's saying that the New York stuff is a blip, I mean, even going back, you're including three seasons of Colorado Rockies, he hit three twenty. 376 on base and 849 OPS. So, uh, you know, when you add those in, it's a tier below what he's been with the Yankees, but the formula has also made sense. If you haven't heard about the Coors effect, every time the Rockies travel, they're at a disadvantage because curveballs don't go in Colorado, and then on the road they do. That's kind of the long and short of it. With the Yankees, he's got the short porch, so he has gotten some porch job home runs. Mm-hmm. So that's boosted the OPS and the power numbers a little little bit, although his last year in Colorado, his power numbers were some of the best of his career. So I think if you really cut his career in half, you find a different baseball player. And then when you factor in some of the Yankee factors and, and just what he's developed into and the league around him, these high fastball guys that, you know, when you guys get mad about – 
Judge, Stanton, Gary swinging up at those high fastballs and they can't catch him. This guy does. As long as you're 97 and below, he can wait and do whatever he wants to your fastball and he adjusts to the breaking ball. It's I was honestly last season, and the 60-game season obviously was tough, but I was preparing myself for the worst because I was like, DJ LeMay, you could hit 290, have a really nice baseball season, but would we be disappointed? And he goes out, hits 364, 421, <laughs> one OPS. I'm going back to 2019. Uh, you, in 2020, you can do this as well, but it's a fuller season, so it's more fun for this experiment. I'm trying to look at his splits, and I'm trying to find a bad thing. So when mm, Glaber, when we go, when Glaber was, or a lot of players, you look at, you know, uh, platoon versus righties versus lefties, home and away, in wins, in losses. You're usually guaranteed to find a bad stat line in losses. Mm. Uh, because that means the team lost, and he's a big part of the team. DJ LeMahieu versus right-hand pitchers, he is worse than left-hand pitchers. In his worst stat line, he has a 310 batting average, a 352 on base percentage, 830 OPS in 2019 against lefties. Or righties versus lefties, he's better. Home and away, same. Better home, but his worst stat line is still very good. First half or second half of the season, mm. both. Very good slash nice. lines. Months, his worst month was September of 2019. It's emotional. Gearing up. He's yeah. gearing up for the playoffs. And Listen yeah. to his stat line and his stat line. You you did this a couple years ago. You were like, sure. people are, even studs were bad in games their team lost. Yeah. Which is like a little bit of obvious. Right. But it's just so. There's some variance that was interesting to me. In 2019, in games that the Yankees lost, DJ slash 278, 325, 417, 741. That's a lot of players playing best slash line yeah, of their life. It's Ben and Tendi. Oh, enjoy the Royals. So anyway, I mean, it's really, it's hard. If we if we are looking back, there's nothing but good. We can start start looking forward if you want. John, let me give you one last thing looking back. Yeah. Because what matters in the Bronx is the playoffs, bud. <laughs> that was really good. 16 games, postseason games with the Yankees. 306, 363 on base, 835 OPS. He had a home run that almost saved our season in the Houston series that gets overlooked because of the Altuve jobber, whatever. He hit the dribbler off of Brad Hand that got through that won us that insane Cleveland game. Like <laughs> literally every box you'd want to check in Yankee Land, as even from that like fan perspective, the drunk guy yelling from the bleachers, DJ LeMayhew is beloved. DJ LeMahieu is an angry WFN, WFAN caller's dream. Yeah. He doesn't do all the off-field stuff. No. That like, why is he always talking about his shows and posting videos about his girlfriend? Stanton's working out with supermodels. Who does he think he is? Yeah. He doesn't give any of that fodder. He's great in the playoffs. You can't do it when it counts. No, DJ can. Yeah. And then, like, this guy strikes out too much. DJ was 99th percentile yeah. at whiff rate and 100th percentile at strikeout rate. Yeah. Dude was the best at not striking out in the entire league last year. Yeah. So he is every angry Yankee fan's dream. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Congrats, DJ. Congrats, DJ. Congrats, DJ. Uh, final note, racked up a third, a three war in 50 games last year. It's pretty good. That's insane. Uh, uh, 
So what's what's next, Jim? I, I had a, what do you do for an encore? I had a little something. One more thing I, I wanted. When I was searching, I forgot to say this. When I was searching for, like, where what does he struggle with, you know? Yeah. I went by pitch to see, mm. like, if he's better off fastballs, breaking balls, curveballs. If there's one pitch that, you know, hey, DJ sucks. Sucks at. In 2019, last full season, against fastballs, 319 batting average. Breaking ball, 305 batting average. Mm. Off-speed pitches, 377 batting average. I mean, it, he just fucking hits anything you throw at him. His slugging, I was a little bit surprised with this. He slugs off-speed pitches way better. As a Yankee, off-speed pitches, he's he's just slugged the hell out of. And 750 slugging in 2020 on off speed, 688. This is really, really high. It's nuts. And you, you can see it live. It pa- everything passes the eye test. He sits and he waits for the fastball and he will drive it wherever he wants, normally the opposite field. And then you see him. If he sits on that off speed pitch, he, there's almost that little second hitch. And then he'll turn on the ball. And it's just a, if it's at Yankee Stadium, is it going to go off the wall or over? Um, He's been awesome, man, and I think the versatility can't get overlooked. I think we're obviously going to talk about that a lot more over the course of the contract, but, I mean, he's kind of Voight insurance, and he's also Gio Urshel insurance right now, which was another thing when he came over. I said, sure, this guy has played good defense at second base, but I'm not going to pencil him in as a good defensive third baseman, and he pooped on me because he's been awesome whenever he's over there. Yeah, he's really good. He's really good. He's very good ball player. Lead off guy, right? Next season, he's going to stay in the, the one spot. Yeah. If we do, we want to go off the dream board. Is there any? I understand. Like I, I go to the dream world sometimes, and but a lot of people on Twitter go, oh, do have like a why don't we do Hicks lead off DJ third? Have guys on base for him. Right. He he even theory breaks up Judge and Stanton better. I'll say this: I could so see people that really want that. I could see the world. And I think it was talked about in GM files a little bit. Add, you know, when that Jeter Damon switch finally happened, and it made sense for the Yankees lineup, but it felt wrong at the time. I could see a world where, if DJ did, this almost goes back to the WFAN caller. You could put DJ anywhere, and we're going to be happy with him. If he ended up in a two hole or somewhere else to spark the lineup or mix things up, I'm very open to that. But it's also if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And he's been yeah a top three player in the American League. I want the DJ years. end of it. We're fine with him anywhere. Yeah. DJ and Hicks need to be in the top. DJ and Judge need to be in the top three. And I don't think Hicks needs to be in the top three at all. So if DJ's not batting leadoff, it's not Hicks. Someone else has to come around. Yeah. Like how you're saying Damon came around. Yeah, H- Hicks ain't the guy right there. For in my opinion, unless yeah. things drastically change, but I mean, this dude had a, a three seventy on base percentage, and uh, in nineteen and a four twenty on base percentage in the short season last year, he's a threat where pitchers don't they can't game plan him for him right away, and he can beat you so many different ways. Literally, the only time that DJ looks bad, I said that ninety seven mile per hour fastball number. I think Glass now and a couple relievers, if they can really pump it towards a hundred, and he can't do his normal, I can do whatever I want with your fastball and wait for the breaking ball. We have seen DJ look vulnerable, but the guys I'm referencing make everyone in baseball look vulnerable. So it's not even that's it's not like a hole, dude. His his percentile rankings of. Uh, through his career are insane. In whiff percentage, since 2016, 98th, 98th, 93 90th, 99th. 
ex- expected batting average, 100, 99, 86, 99, 97. It's just premier. Yeah. It's just one of the best. Let's go look at what baseball reference is projecting for him to do in the 2021 oh, season. Oh, I forgot about the baseball reference projections. I mean, luckily for DJ, they're going to be in a realm. But I like when they start getting weird and it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, projections. No, will they're, they're, will Zach Britton get that one start this year? I don't know. Well, they always, they always give everyone a save. Like, yeah. baseball projections are a, a bit... DJ might get a save. Bit odd. But let's see what they have, and then we'll see. Oh, and then they have a relevant... Rel, right. um, what's Relevance. the word? Reliability. Reliable, reliability percentage. So, baseball reference is predicting with 82% reliability... It's high. ...that DJ LeMahieu will have a 297 batting average, a 352 on base percentage, a 475 slugging, 827 OPS... If that's the case, I don't think we're upset. But we're like, that's his worst year as a Yankee. It's his worst year as a Yankee. I think the problem with this, where I do think that would be unacceptable, is that people would start freaking out about the contract. Oh, uh, okay. I, I, I if DJ LeMahieu takes that far of a step down, people will be saying... You know, oh, five more years of this. What's he going to look like? Blah, blah, blah. So I think DJ's got to shy away from that a little bit. That being said, I, I think you can boost it some more. And this is where I wanted to mention the, the the final three years in Colorado as well. Jimmy, he's a 320 hitter the past five, five seasons. Yeah. It's good. Yankees, Coors, wherever. 320. That's nuts. That doesn't happen. So you you reference batting average there, and what we like to do is take all the stats for a guy and say, all right, or for DJ, what stats do we care about? Like I don't care about his home runs. I do not care if he hits uh, ten home runs or twenty home runs. I'm not really that. I mean, obviously you'd like more, but I'm not. I think the only thing would be it's got to be double digits. Because like if it was single digit home runs for what DJ LeMahieu does, I think again that five year contract comes in play and is going to be like. Man, if Judge, if Judge and Stan are healthy running? all season behind him well, and the batting average and the on-base are there, but the home runs are down, I don't really care. I think you got to get double digits. Voight, I mean, if it's the only part that's down, we don't, like, truly care. But there is an element of, like, did we get bamboozled because he hit at a 20-homer pace two years in a row? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, the I... contract. I, I mean, he hit 26 in 19. Juice balls. Yeah, but, I mean, juice balls, I mean... It, I mean, you know, he had really good years in Colorado where he hit less than double digits. I don't think it matters. I would disagree. You want you want ten. It's got ten's an easy number in today's MLB. And but if he Yankee has nine Stadium. and all the other stats are good, you're not going to care, right? But I think there's also a connection. If he only hits nine home runs, like the OPS isn't going to be there. Like I think the OPS ends up around you know that eight twenty seven number, which again that's starting to get close to a. Seven, he's maybe the only five more years. He's left. maybe. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I'm not care. I'm not looking at the conjure. Just next year, I, I'm actually looking at batting average, which is like rare. Yeah, because I think his game comes from putting the ball in play. He's he he excels at contact. His bat to ball skills are amazing, and he hits the ball really hard. But he doesn't use launch angle. We just looked at it like his barrel percentage isn't great, with, because he hits the ball hard, but doesn't actually like launch it. launch it. He just line drives are on the ground, slap it down the line. So I'm looking at batting average, and then I'll look at the OPS plus for him. Okay. Um, because, you know, like, oh, 
he got he got the OPS plus. He led the league, but he didn't lead the league. In, he but his slugging it was the on base percentage that helped him, not the slugging. So, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I I just think some of that launch angle stuff that was part of the reason why the Yankees went after him. And if you go back to that, you know, Daniel Murphy, Jed Lowry. Uh, look what happened to the Rockies They went Daniel Murphy Their organization is a mess Could you imagine if instead of DJ LeMahieu The past two years we had Jed Lowry or Daniel Murphy That'd be bad Would have been awful So DJ go go and be good I'm going to have him at a 315 Ooh. Batting average uh, A 902 OPS 902. Are those over unders or that's just what you got? That's my guess. Okay. I'm I hit it on the Ned. Ned. I hit, hit the, it on the Ned. I hit the Ned on the hail. So you're taking the hit the hail on the Ned. Our Max Manis. Our Max Manis. Our researcher. Researcher. He's given over under. I don't know what it is. 19 and a half. That's what he put it at? Yeah. Three. So he has the. So Max has an over under for every PPP. Yes. He has batting average 319 and a half. Yeah. I'm going to take the under. Okay. It's a huge number. It's a nuts number to even be discussing in today's MLB. Yeah, in 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 full seasons he's only been over that twice. And it's not a, a loss if he's under it. Right. You can still have a very good season I, at that same point. I think I'll go over. Not going to doubt I, the man. I think we're just seeing something right now that it's what he does. Um, again, he's averaging that over the past five years. It's insane. And he's only been better with the Yankees. So, I don't know, man. He looks comfortable. He looks at home. Like, have you ever seen more of a player with less of a, like, you think the money's going to get to him? Like, No. No. No, this dude wants to win. He really does. He really does. That's a corny phrase that, you know, Hey, if if the Blue Jays had offered him two hundred million, you know DJ LeMahieu would be a Blue Jay. But they did not. He wanted to be a Yankee, man. He, All right. he wanted to be a Yankee. They paid him what he deserved. And be be awesome. Be awesome, DJ. We talked to a player that basically said he just wanted a contract that was going to be fair. And wants, wants his money. Thanks, guys. See you tomorrow. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge so celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting betterhelp.com slash yanks today and you'll get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp.com slash yanks